Hi, everybody, and welcome to John Hennigan's Old Time Radio Show. So glad you could join us. It's going to be really terrific. we got some really wacky, zany old records for you tonight. Boy, oh boy. It's, it's going to be a swell time. <laughs> Saturday, August 17th, 2019. You're listening to John's Old Time Radio Show. We're here with our buddy uh, R. Crumb. I almost said Art Crumb, who did the Freak Brothers. He wouldn't be the, the first one. <laughs> and uh, we're in his fantastically uh, stimulating record room yes, once indeed. again. It's an honor to be here and a privilege. And uh, before we tell him about the kind of show that we're going to do, sales um, pitch. You don't have to say it like that. You could have been smoother. You could have been smoother. Okay, listen. Go to eastriverstringband.com. Buy our records. I have a couple compilations. I did a compilation for Dusted Digital called Baby How Can It Be? East River Records, Wait For Me, John's Old Time Radio Show, Chimp in the Blues with you and Jerry Zoltan. That's a great compilation. Yeah. Listen to more of this kind of deal. Two two cool guys playing blues records and uh, talking about them and... Uh, Two groovy guys. Yeah, you can get it on LP, colored vinyl, covers by Art Crumb, and uh, like that. And by uh, the new Italian comp that Todd Cambio did. Did I give you a copy of that? I don't think I did. Uh, I'm no. going to send that to you. No, you and um, and I like uh, Italian music. And our new, uh, yeah, it's great. And our new uh, record, Coney Island Baby. Yeah. On a double LP with mm-hmm. a watercolor painting by you. Tell them how great it is. Spent a week on it. It's a fantastic painting. And tell them uh, wh- they should buy it. Because they'll listen to you. I have no clout. Nobody cares what I say. <laughs> All right. Our crumb says, listen, the end of the world is coming. And you have to you have to live for the pretty things. Because, you know, it, it's all going to just go to hell pretty soon. So, you know, you, ha- you have to get this stuff and, and enjoy the best That's right. of... What what is the best creative thing that humans do? It's great music, better than anything else, better than the best art, better than the best literature. Is the music hmm. is our highest, most sublime creation. Wow! And so you've, so you've got to listen to the best stuff, and John has it. John's got it with beautiful artwork to boot. So yeah, you should get it before the end of the world comes. All right, you heard him. The world is ending. We're running out of time. It's the end of the world. Go buy, buy, buy. Buy on eBay, it, Amazon, anywhere you buy records and CDs. And, it, and it's cheap. It's reasonable. It's not, not, yeah. it's not just for rich people. CDs, 15 bucks. Average LPs, working guys. You know? Barely yeah. make any money off the LPs. They cost so much to produce because I use the highest quality paper to show you beautiful art. I use colored vinyl because I'm crazy like that. Full, fully colored printed sleeves. I put posters yeah. in there. It's a labor of love, John. Yeah. It's not, yeah. not making a profit on this stuff. He just he's covering his expenses, and that's the I truth. I just want to break even. It's the truth. Come on, you people. He, I mean, after the fucking tax. I mean, excuse me, the taxes that he has to pay on. He doesn't make oh anything off this stuff. All right, don't get me started on that road. We got to think <laughs> about beautiful music. I don't want right. to think about my uh, okay. 
my dominant lord Trump's tax plan. That, that will send me off into a spiral <laughs> of despair. overlords. Yeah. We won't go there. Uh, another thing we can't start. All right, so tell me about the show today. Okay, just gonna, John suggested the other day, let's do one about blues. Blues, everybody's, you know, everybody knows the blues. He said, no, they don't. They, they don't listen. You know, they might like to think they do, but they don't listen. So if you actually, like, uh, what, what do you call it, encase these in some kind of, like, aura of, of specialness on a show like this, they might actually listen and hear hmm. it. Yeah. So. And I just want to add one more thing to that, is that, you know, uh, you've done this is your 50th show by the way congratulations mm -hmm. you win a prize jesus christ you get a pastry let's see if that's about like 10 records per show yeah that's like 500 of my records yeah but so we can only do like another 10,000 shows to get all your records on here <laughs> no but uh, what i was going to say is you know you always uh, go out of your way to play us the rarest things we've never heard which is great i love it i've listened to these shows over and over again myself to hear these records yeah you have but, oh yeah really? all the time huh yeah well that's well an, where else can i hear them that's an endorsement in itself but what i'm saying here to you now is that also sometimes we forget to play fantastic records just because people may have heard them it's like I was telling you the other day, like I sat at home and I played all my Charlie Poole records, all my Dave Macon records, records that I hadn't touched some of my Dave Macon records in 15 years. Some of the most beautiful yeah, yeah. music ever I, recorded. Me too. Right. I have this problem also with my own record collection. Right. So sometimes it's good to take a break from the mentality of uh, the rarest record on earth and the just most listen exotic to beautiful records, records. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, right. one could argue some of these records are the most exotic, but certainly they've been reissued and all that stuff okay so that's enough of that so now we got it all cleared up we're going to do a blues show it's going to be some of the greatest uh heavy duty blues records you may have heard them before so guess what you get to hear them again that's right what's you should hear that? them again yeah what's wrong with you <laughs> listen to them okay. again and again and again right, so we're going to start with this blind willie mctell record mm -hmm. he's one of the greatest blues performers ever yeah 12 string guitar from atlanta has been for some crazy reason, reissued as on 78 RPM. Yeah, I, I sent that to you because I yeah. thought you might like it. it was John sent me this of Statesboro Blues, which is one of his first records and one of his best, I guess. I don't know. They're all great. All his records are great. Yeah. But, so they've got this packaged as like a 78 with the old uh, Victor original race record sleeve and everything. And... and uh, but it's it's vinyl and it's micro grooves. You have to play it with a, a 33 needle. I would assume cause it's a dub, you know. But yeah, it's it, a dub. That's the thing. So I haven't did actually a good job. I haven't listened to this before. I was actually pleasantly surprised. I got these just as like you know a novelty. Yeah, they were cheap. So and then I thought. I'll probably never listen to him. I actually have Statesboro Blues, you know. You do. I have Lucky like a, you. I don't have it. I have like a V copy. Huh. I'd have to say, like, I was happy to listen to this on the, on the yeah. vinyl. Oh, yeah. It's, it's you think it's a, it's a good dubbing? It's a good remastering? I thought it was. Uh, there's okay. not tons of hum, and, and they did a pretty good job with the EQ. You know, it's hard to do when you don't have the master. Yeah, yeah. I thought it sounded good. Yeah, okay. I think okay. it's worth listening to. All right, let's check it out. Wake up, mama, turn your lamp down low. 
Wake up, mama. Turn your lamp down low. Have you got the nerve to drive Papa Maxwell from your door? My mother died and left me reckless. My daddy died and left me wild, wild, wild. Mother died and left me reckless. Daddy died and left me wild, wild, wild. No, I'm not good looking, but I'm some sweet woman's angel child. She's a mighty mean woman. Do me this away. She's a mighty mean woman. Do me this away. When I leave this town, pretty mom, I'm gonna wait to stay. Why do love the woman better than I'd ever seen? I once loved a woman better than I'd ever seen. Treating me like I'm a king and she was a doggone queen. Sister, tell your brother, brother, tell your aunt and I, auntie, tell your uncle, uncle, tell my cousin, I, cousin, tell my friend, going up the country, mama, don't you want to go? May take me a fair brown, may take one or two more. Big 80 left Savannah, blowing and did not stop. You ought to saw that color farm and when he got them ball of hot, you can reach over in the corner, mama, and hand me my traveling shoe. You know by that I've got them stays for blue. Mama, sister got him, auntie got him. Brother got him, friend got him, I got him. I woke up this morning, we had them stays for blue. I looked over in the corner, grandma and grandpa had him too. I use that riff that they all use in that period. And I use it all the time. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I'm looking at the information on this on the the jacket for this record. Yeah. It's actually issued by the company that still owns the masters. It's Sony Corporation actually put this thing out. Oh really? Yeah, it says copyright 1929-2019. Sony Music Entertainment. Can you imagine that? <laughs> They've owned this fucking copyright for 90 years. <laughs> Is that even possible? Well, they, they got it from... from well, Victor goes to RCA. RCA went to some other big corporation at some point, like Time Warner or something, and then Sony bought them, and so, you know, it's just, you know, the big giant tentacles of this giant corporation just encircling vast amounts of musical property. Yeah. <laughs> and they've made sure they they made all the copyright laws extended them for another like 70 years so, so they still own everything <clears throat> incredible they own that since 1929 sony music entertainment corporation <laughs> so yeah it's, it's a nice thing it's a nice gesture you know kind of good looking object it looks like an old 78 when you're in a you know, an old sleeve when you look at it. It's kind of a nice thing and, yeah. you know, plays good. What the heck? You know, until you can get it, any, 
Right. Nice E. That's right. Original. On the original Victor, which will have a little more presence. This is a little bit, yeah. uh, what would you call it? The, some of the presence is taken off because the young engineers are so obsessed with absolute absence of surface noise. So Right. The original records have surface noise, which is also where most of the high end of the recording yeah. is. Yeah, there's a little slight. I mean, so, on, on a very clean original Victor, the the slightest hiss sound. The slight, and they just the guys with the headphones on they can't stand that. Got to take that out. No, but when you take it out, you also take out all the the same frequencies where the music is. That's especially right. Especially on that guitar. Just cut the top The beautiful off. guitar just, ringing out on that mm, high end right. is totally muffled on this recording. Not totally, but they did an okay job. It's a little bit. I mean, I've heard a lot worse. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but um, having said that. For guys who listen to records, we don't care about the noise. We want to hear the music. So. Yeah. So, I mean, if you heard the original Victor that in E-plus condition, it'd be a much more powerful experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that day at your house when we listened to Rolling and Tumbling by Blind Willie Newburn on your E-plus copy. Yeah. That was mystical. Yeah. That was very profound. He was, he was in the room. It was really profound. That's incredible, yeah. I yeah. got that record from Don Kent. Huh. Lucky many you. great records from him. Yeah, you were privileged. He, he was one of the early guys who was heavy uh, into condition. You know, he always tried to get the cleanest copy he could get because he was a guy like us. He listened to the records all the time. So you do notice after a while when you first start collecting, you're just happy to get anything. You know, you're happy to get sure. a record just to oh, get yeah. it. Sure. And then you get a few of these like really clean ones and you realize, wow, that's a totally different experience. And, you know, back in Don's day, I think it was also economically a lot easier to get the cleaner copies. And well, he was yeah. a guy that went around and, um, you he know, he sure wasn't rich. Records. No, but he, he was smart that he was one of the early guys. He junked tons and tons of records, which meant he had jazz to trade jazz guys for huh. good blues <clears throat> well, I spent a lot of time junking back in those days too yeah. in the 60s and all that I didn't find that much I didn't find blues rare blues records and stuff well like I said Don you know I know he did some heavy trading with rare jazz but you gotta remember too like Don he went door to door in Mississippi did he canvassed oh yeah did he oh, he tells the stories on the earlier episodes of the podcast yeah, yeah. And, you know, who he tell, did he canvass with he go by himself he would go by himself by himself yeah. yep wow and uh, he, he actually he tells stories about having, you know, some bad experiences doing that, too. Yeah, because you have run-ins with cops. If you go, yeah. white guy, you're in the a black neighborhood, cops say, right. what are you doing here? And also, he, he had long hair. They they just assumed he was a hippie trying to register black people to vote or do something yeah, like that. Yeah, they always think you're up to some, to some trouble making. cops follow him, pull him over, oh, yeah. harass him. He, got, he was worried for his life a couple times, but it didn't stop him looking for records. Is that story I told you about Terry Zweigoff and Sherwin going canvassing in yeah. Texas somewhere, and this big cop says, what do you boys do in this town? I see your license plate, you're there in Volkswagen bus, you know. Yeah. You're from California, what are you doing here? Well, yeah, you see, we collect old records, and we're looking we're looking for old 70. You mean to tell me you come all the way down here just looking for old records? <laughs> and he said, yes, sir, that's what we're doing. Well, you boys must be Jews. <laughs> Only Jew do a thing like that. Really I said, funny. Terry, what what'd you what was your reaction to that? He said, we just hung our heads. Down and frowned. Down and frowned. <laughs> yep. Everyone has their yeah. down and frown well, moments. Well, I canvassed in, in uh, Dover, Delaware, which was, you know, a segregated town, pretty, pretty racist situation. 
I never had any trouble with the cops and and the black people in the section the black section of town got to know me and so they'd see me come and say, Oh, here come the old record man. <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah, you told me you got like uh, I got Joe Evans, right? Oh yeah, I got Salty Dog Sam and Joe Evans and the so, famous Hokum Boys. And, so that ain't nothing. No, I got good records. Some yeah. of them I still have. <laughs> well, Don got his first Charlie Patton going door to door. He got Pony Blues from some woman. He told the story that, you know, uh, he, he used to look for houses that had flowers and stuff. Look like a woman lived there because his theory was if a woman lived there, she owned the house and That's stayed right. there. And guys had come and gone so and Nevin left said, their records. White picket fences, lace curtains in the windows. Yep. <laughs> so, anyways, he knocks on this woman's door and says, "Do you have any records?" She says, "Yeah, there's some records under the porch, but you got to crawl under there." He said they were all the way in the back. He could see this box. Whoa. He crawled. He under got the filthy. Porch. And he pulled out this box, maybe 50 records. And yeah. he said it was like, you know, Bessie Smith and like this. So kind a of lot thing. of Bessie Smith, yeah. Yeah. And he said in the middle of it was Pony Blues. That was the only like non female, you know. And he knew already. He had heard Charlie Patton. He didn't have any. Huh. This was very early on. Yeah. Probably late 50s. Yeah. Charlie Patton hadn't even been reissued yet, yeah. I don't think. So he said, you know, he, he, like back then he bought records for like 10 cents. You know, that's what yeah. they sold them for. Yeah. And he that's said, what I paid too. He said, the woman, like, he said, well, I'm really interested in these records. Uh, there's a couple of them I really want. And she said, well, let me look through them. And she looked through them and she said, yeah, yeah, you can have these, you know, 10 cents each. And she got to Pony Blues and she said, Pony Blues, oh. I could never sell Pony Blues. You know, me and my girlfriends, we uh, we used to, on the weekends, set up the Victrola on this porch and we'd dance the pony. And he said she started dancing this dance. The you know? pony, yeah. wow. We danced the pony, the Pony Blues. I can't wow. tell you how many times we danced the, wow. the pony right here on this porch. I could never part with, you know, Pony <laughs> Blues. And he, he said something like, you know, he had like $2 in his pocket. So he's like, well... She's like, oh, she she said, she's like, I wouldn't take a dollar for Pony Blues. And he said, well, would you take two or would you take five or whatever he had in his pocket? And she said, sold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I had experience like that, this old black woman in this unpainted house with just a oil lamp on the table, no electricity. And she had some records. And she had this one record that I really wanted that goofus by Slim Lamar Southerners. Hey, I didn't know what it was. I know, but it just looked it. really interesting. But it was the only one that was interesting. And and I offered, you know, I just didn't have much money then. I had like, yeah, two bucks to my name. So, yeah. And I said, well, uh, I'll, I'll give you 25 cents, which to me, that was a lot, you know. And she said, no, no, I won't take no 25 cents for that. Well, I said, well, how about 50 cents? No, it won't take 50 cents, no. So I said, well, I just don't have much money. She said, you, and she said, without any trace of like typical black Southern accent or anything, said, you think you're smart young white man. You think you can take advantage of it. You just think I'm an ignorant old colored woman that you can take advantage of. Well, I'm, well I've got news for you. I'm not selling that record for, to you for any, for any, no 50 cents. Huh. So I just went away. I said, oh, okay. And I obsessed with that record. So I came back a week later and I said, well, would you take a dollar for it? She said, no, won't take a dollar. Nope. <laughs> I never did get an offer. So, you know, 40 years later I paid, or 35 years later I paid about 50 bucks for it. <laughs> Not from her. She was long gone. Yeah. Well, all right. Yeah. Let's, let's cut the gab and listen to some more blues. Okay, let's get into it. 
Now let's play a Blind Lemon Jefferson record. Oh, yeah. One of my favorites. It's cracked, but it's good. Oh, yeah? You bet you know what it is. Cracked. Did you get it from me? Yes. Long Lonesome? Hot Dogs. Hot Dogs. Oh, yeah. You you sucker. You pulled this record away from me in a trade, you sucker. It's one of the greatest. Do you have a copy? Hell no. They don't have it? Oh. What, you think you can just replace Hot Dogs? Well, you, you've replaced them very rare records that you traded me you know what you replaced beans for christ's sake that's like you know what five known copies or something yeah i got an e plus copy now. yeah <laughs> yeah no i can't find hot i saw hot dogs a couple times like yeah. really destroyed but you know yeah. that's the other thing is that once you have a few clean lemons it's hard you know it's hard to bid a lot of money on a v minus one yeah because the, the already the recording quality is so bad to begin with yeah but that, from what I remember, this played pretty good. Yeah, it does. It's pretty clean. Texas guitar player, Blind Lemon Jefferson, the greatest. Feet's all right, just now from the doctor. Give me my buff, let me try them again. <laughs>
That's great, and it's it's interesting because you know Lemon had songs that he kind of you know had different lyrics to, but he had like the way he played in the key of E. He had his C tunes. Yeah. He had some like you know open G tunes where he yeah. played slide, and he had a few tunes in A. But that's the you know. But then he would record multiple versions like around those you know right. kind of riffs that he yeah. did. Yeah. But this is the only record he recorded like this. I I don't know what key it's in. I never tried to oh, play yeah. it, but. Mm-hmm. That's obviously like a dance tune, you know? And then you realize when you think about it, like, you know, Lemon, obviously he did pop tunes. He he had a great voice. He probably did country, did all kinds of dance music. Yeah, very versatile, yeah. All they wanted him to record was blues. He was like a, you know, he was probably the, what, biggest selling country blues guy, right? Of his time, yeah. yeah. And as much as, like, there's so many great blues, like, it wouldn't have been great to hear him do, like, a pop tune or something, you know? Oh, yeah. The label says Blind Lemon Jefferson and his feet. Yeah. Because <laughs> I guess it's tap, tapping. It's He's his tapping, tapping around. His feet. Yeah. Yeah. feet don't fail me now. Yeah, but it's very loose. I, I, I suspect maybe he was drinking or something when he did this. Yeah, know. maybe. And, and I think it's just it's just like a, it's a dance number. He probably played that you know for as long as people would dance to it. And it's just, you know, you kind of make up the words and just kind of shout out every once in a while, you know. Right. That's the Paramount ad for this record. You know, they have those visual ads they do. Yeah. Shows him trying to get out a window while the cops are trying to get a hold of him. And his feet are like huge. He's got these big, huge, giant, like two foot long feet with spats on his shoes. I wonder who like came up with those ads. You know, like who, who decided what the visual is going to be? Yeah, I think we'll never know. I'm sure they never heard the records, right? Well, sometimes there's a narrative description. Yeah, sometimes there is, right? looks like sound, you know, reads like they actually listen to it. But, I mean, do you think the artists sat there and listened to the records before well, they drew it? The guy who wrote the ad copy maybe was forced to have to listen to them yeah. to write the ad copy. Weird, right? And the artist probably developed his, his visual conception on the ad copy, probably didn't listen to the record. Yeah. And we don't know nothing about the artists who did those ads. Yeah, too bad. Yeah. All right, what's next? Uh, see, I was going to play oh, yeah, a big Bill Boonsy record that I also got from you. So what you're saying is all your best records came from me. <laughs> i got a picture of it. I haven't been taking pictures, but uh-huh. the other two I have. Oh, this is a great one. Yeah. yeah. This is kind of scratchy, but, you know, try finding a better copy. Well, the reason why I gave you that one is because I got, like, a shellac test Oh yeah, yeah. Huh. But it's only the one side. But I, I, I didn't want to be greedy because nice. I, I knew how much you uh, you coveted this record. Well, if the shellac test is probably a lot cleaner than this, right? Well, it it, it I, it's you know probably like V plus E minus, so it's a, mm. maybe like a grade better than that. But this is this is pretty noisy. But the, this is like V. The test has a lot more music in it, and which makes me wonder if it was like you know something they did early on those shellac tests. I don't know. Huh. But it, it plays really good, yeah. Huh. Even though mine's noisy, too, in a way. Yeah? Because somebody played it, you know. Oh, huh. Somebody had huh. it in their collection. Anyway, this is C.C. Ryder. Yeah. With Big Bill Brunzi playing fiddle on it. Sings and plays fiddle, and there's somebody playing piano behind him. Yeah, great. It's unusual. It's, I think this is the only record playing fiddle, right? 
I don't know. Does he play fiddle on any of those State Street Boys? I don't think he does. Oh, maybe. Not there might know. be one. I think he plays fiddle on Midnight Special, but I'm not sure. Well, I mean, there's fiddle on both of them. But I know there's a guy in that band who's listed as the fiddle, but then each one of those records seems to have a completely different like lineup in the oh, really? in the book. Is that right? I'm pretty oh. sure, yeah. Huh. But yeah. I don't know if Brunzi plays fiddle. This might be the only Brunzi fiddle. So oh. I sh- wonderful record anyway. Yeah. Copy of uh, Midnight Rider by the State Street Boys too. Did I send you my old copy of that? 
Midnight Rider. I'm sorry, Midnight Special. Yeah. I love that record, too. The way he's playing there kind of reminds me of that band. Uh, yeah, yeah. I can see the kind of bluesy fiddle connection there. I think Carl Martin was in that band, too. he did later on were fantastic yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah he never lost his touch yeah. you know he lived in long island at the end of his life he used to give guitar lessons there that's right yeah who's that one that that jewish guy that learned from him who then put all these books and everything it's a 
Grossman, St- yeah, Stefan Grossman. Stefan Grossman, yeah. yeah. Kind of ended tragically blind, Gary Davis. Yeah, what happened alcoholic. to him? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just like uh, Sunhouse. Uh, a lot of them. Mm. Blind Willie McTell, same story. Yeah. Well, Sunhouse was around the 60s, but yeah. the guys who dealt with him said he was, you know. He had delirium tremens. Yeah, yeah. He was plagued by bad conscience. He thought that, that he was going to be taken by the devil because he has I don't know, it's not not revealed why he thought that was going to happen to him. He did something bad when he was young. Who knows? Who knows? How about your Buddy Moss and Curly Weaver? Oh, cool. Two great guitar players. These guys are from Atlanta also, right? I don't know. Are they? I think so. Both sides of this 78 are really good. Can't Use You No More and Midnight Rambler. Both yeah, sides that's are a great one. Which, which side are you going to play? Well, first I thought I'd play Can't Use You No More. Okay. Then if we want, we can hear the other side. Yeah, why not? This is one of the records I got canvassing in Dover, Delaware. No kidding. Wow, that's exciting. <laughs> that's back when I was first starting to collect records. and There's nothing written about these guys and who anybody was. You know? Yeah, everything was brand new, right? When yeah. you found a record like this, you had no idea what to expect. No. You know, I had two poor boys and, you know, kind of uh, salty dog Sam. It was just complete unknown names out of, no, out of some buried past. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It must have been exciting when you dropped a needle on something like this. Well, at first they were like, you know, I was 17, 18, and... It just sounded strange, exotic and strange. You yeah, know? yeah. This, it takes a while to take it in. Yeah. There was nothing like that in the musical environment that I grew up in. Nothing. Zero. Never heard anything like that. Of course, right. So. Might as well be from another planet. Okay. Or, you, know, you can see there's something, something archaic about this that really reaches deep into you, you know. Mm. But you're not, at first you're not sure about it. And I was even less sure, of actually, about country music, old-time country, and less affinity with that than with blues, because this blues stuff, some association with rock and roll. Yeah, sure. You hear the echoes of this in, you know, a lot of stuff that was coming out in the 50s, you know, even Jerry Lee Lewis, you know, it's a kind of boogie piano style that's, you know, kind of harks back, you know. And always For me, that, that harking back is always what I listened for, you know, in, in early rock and roll. And then when I found this stuff, oh, okay, this, there's the real thing. That's old stuff, you know. Baby, baby, in 
talk about killing their girlfriends <laughs> yeah that's a theme that keeps coming up with them right <laughs> wow so great that record oh, yeah. so great terrific guitar playing it's a really underrated guy there buddy moss kind of you know does moss curly weaver yeah I mean, those guys are just phenomenal the label says buddy moss and partner yeah <laughs> They did that with Blind Willie McTell later, too, right? I don't know. And you didn't want to do a blues show. <laughs> yeah, foolish me. Yeah, foolish you. Silly me. One day you'll listen to me. Just put that record back in the wrong place. Oh, boy, that's how it starts. Next thing you know, you accuse someone like me of taking your records. Yeah, I'm going to go through here and say, shit, where's that... Last guy who was in this room was Hennigan. That guy stole my record. I knew he'd always that come to this. Stole my record. Yeah. Okay, here's a Leroy Carr record. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Let's see. Oh, I don't know this one. <laughs> it's one of his last ones before he got stabbed to death or whatever happened to him. Huh. <clears throat> or maybe... Aileen found this record. Really? Yeah, a long time ago in the 70s in in Tucson, Arizona, in South Tucson. Wow. She found this and a Reverend McGee Victor at the same time. It's called Just a Rag. Is it actually a rag? No. 
Oh. <laughs> it's kind of a boogie woogie. Okay. Just a rag. Because this is a guy that was clearly steered towards playing blues. How long, how long was so popular? Yeah. This one has no guitar, there's no scrapper Blackwell in this. Okay. Seventies, that and, and a great uh, Reverend McGee record. Huh. But that Leroy Carr record was from his last session in February 1935 in Chicago. <clears throat> it's the 
fourth from the last one he made, which is six cold feet in the ground. And he died shortly after that. So, like you said, from listening to that record, you think he knew what was coming. Just that, that I hear the devil in that bass is coming for him. Because yeah. <laughs> he lived really hard. He was a bad alcoholic. A fabulous piano player. Oh, yeah, great. That was great. Piano tour de force. Yeah. This session, last session in on 25th of February 1935, is divided in half. The first five are with, uh, or first four are with Scrapper Blackwell. Then oh. there's a big gap in the matrix numbers, and the rest are just him with piano. Oh. You know what happened. It says in the notes here, the above session was divided between two adjoining studios, hence the gap in matrix numbers. So what the hell? But it's the same day. Weird. This is Walter Rowland and Sonny Scott. Oh, yeah, you were talking about this yesterday. Man, man, man. I don't know this one. You never heard man, man, man? I don't think so. You must have it in your collection. You would not treat me good. Oh, man, 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 man. Says I tried to love you, woman, but you would not treat me good. Oh, man, man, man. Cause you treat me worse than anybody in my neighborhood. Oh, man, man, man. Says I'm gonna get a gun. Yeah. That live good to me. Ain't that a mess? Says I'm gonna get a gun. That live good to me. Oh, man, man, man. Cause you know these young women, they wanna let me be. Oh, man, man, man. Won't you treat me now? Oh, man, man, man. I said I'm gonna ask you, please, to be my wife. Oh, man, man, man. You know, early this morning, baby, by the four o'clock. Mr. Man, 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 man. This is early this morning. Baby, about four o'clock. It's time, man, man, man. You know my good girl done something, and I cried it, God, it sure wouldn't stop. Oh, man, man, man. But you won't sing this, your voice ain't gonna sing no more. Oh, man, 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 man. You're gonna sing this, your voice. You're sing that thing, man. Oh, man, man, man. Says, you know, if you be 
So I forgot there's no piano in this at all. It's just yeah. guitar. It's a fabulous guitar record. Really great. Yeah, man. I can't believe I never heard that. You must have a copy. Yeah. I have his version of Dice Blues, which is really fantastic. Oh, yeah. I never heard that. Yeah. Oh, man, man, man. Alright, last record? Uh, could be. You want to do one more? One more, two more? I don't know. Whatever you, what you, what you, what Let's you do two do. more. Alright. We did a lot of talking, so. We did a lot of talking. And talk is cheap. Well, talk is good, but, you know. Oh. I, don't, I don't know when I'll convince you to go into the blue shelves again, so, you know. I don't know. How about, have you ever done this one on your podcast, Pick Poor Robin Clean by Luke Jordan? No, I haven't, because I do not own it. Don Kent must have had it. Oh, wait a second, I do own it. This is the one I do own. You fool! <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I always, I'm so obsessed with the other side. Wow. I'm not going to say I never played it, but... How's your copy? It's, it's decent. Yeah? The E minus. Yeah, it's about what this is. It's about V+. plus. All right. Body, body, one fifty each. About a big old robin clean. Old robin clean, so I'll be satisfied having your family. Get off my money and don't get funny. Once I'm on Negro, don't cut no figure. Gambling for Sadie, she is my lady. I'm a hustling coon, that's just what I am. You better pick old Robin clean, old Robin clean. I picked his head, I picked his feet, would have picked his body, but it wasn't fit to eat. You better pick old Robin clean, pick old Robin clean, so I'll be satisfied having your family. Oh, didn't I, Jay Bird, laugh? Where to pick old Robin clean? Poor Robin clean, poor Robin clean, or didn't that Jay laugh with it? Big poor Robin clean, so I'll be satisfied having a family. You better big poor Robin clean, poor Robin clean. I picked his head, I picked his feet, would have picked his body, but it wasn't fit to eat. You better big poor Robin clean, big poor. 
coming clear that I'll be satisfied having your family. Now if you have that gal of mine, I'm gonna have your mom, your sister too, your auntie three. If your great grandmama do the chivalry, I'm gonna have them four. I'm satisfied having a family. You better big pole robin clean, big pole robin clean. I picked his head, I picked his feet. I would have picked his body, but it wasn't fit each. You better big pole robin clean, pole robin clean, and I'll be satisfied having your family. to my copy yeah he's eccentric luke jordan yeah it's another guy that ended tragically as severe alcoholic bum on the street he was around in the 50s right yeah 60s. but he's just like a, a street bum in uh, lynchburg virginia i think someplace like that that's where he was from made some great records in 1927 oh my god all right so we're gonna do one more so this is your 50th show. I thank you for doing them. They've been mind-blowing experiences. Yes, indeed. I hope you can do 50 more. Well, and then another 50 more. I hope so. I do certainly hope so. But this is, uh, this is a treat. 48 hours from now, I'll be back in the good old U.S. of A. working for MTV doing the Video Music Awards. Yeah. It's going to be a, a shocking change to hear the modern American pop music after... Yeah. Hearing all this great music, my nervous system's gonna get all screwed up. Uh, gonna have a tinge of anger running through me, and all kinds of weird reactions. That job's not good for your mind, John. No, it's not. I think you should find something else to do. Yeah. Got any ideas? <laughs> I you know. Rec- you need a record organizer. <laughs> yeah, you can come and organize my records. <laughs> or I don't know. But anyway. Let's <clears throat> see that one. Oh. oh, wow, what a way to end. Yeah, I thought we'd end with a song about death. I have this song perfect. Yeah? Hmm. I love this record. Yeah. Yeah, same, same two sides. Prince Moore doing church bells. It's all about death. Yeah. Your time ain't long, because, you know, this record kind of you know resonates with me these days now that I'm 75 years old. Yeah, but you're, you're 75 young, you know? Yeah, in some ways. But, I mean, you, know, you never know when death's coming. You don't know when death's little black train is coming. No, you don't. But you're, uh, your mind's in good shape. Your body's in good shape. you got this yeah, clean good. French living over here. Pretty good. Yeah. But I can definitely feel my age. feel it. Old age is creeping up. Yeah, I feel it at 51. Oh, boy, but Jesus, that fucking job of yours, that's killer. 
That's killer. As you said, like, often jokes and we're dying. Yeah. The guy tells you, come on, just accept it. You're dying. Yeah. Ramsey. Ramsey. And, you know, when you, when you, when you first death. tell that. This is what death feels like. Yeah. When you first tell that, yeah, I just think, ah, <laughs> that's funny. But on, on you know, more reflection, you realize, oh, yeah, the job is killer. The yeah. job is killer. Or do ridiculous hours and do ridiculous conditions. And then, that's right. You know, a lot of times, you know, we do a lot of music that's loud. You're standing six inches from the PA, which is yeah. pumping out this bass that's making your bones vibrate. And, and that might be all right when you're 20 or 25, but when after you're 50, that's. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's it not you good different. For you. When I was younger, it not good for you. Didn't seem like any big deal, just not to sleep and to do that all the time. Ugh. When you get older, though, you feel the. You feel death setting in. Yeah. Your body's saying, okay, you want to keep doing this? Fuck you, I give up. But, you know, <laughs> then you have a few days off and you get back in it. Right. And one day you die and that's it. And then, and then they say, <laughs> what happened to Hennigan? Uh, uh, we had a problem and uh, he, he's gone. He, he went under the stage and he, he didn't come out. He went under the stage to set up some monitors and uh, that's it. We got a new guy. Younger, cheaper. We got to haul him out from under that stage. <laughs> yeah, we'll leave him down there for now. No one can see him right there. For now, yeah, we can't stop the show. Come on. No, no. Talent's coming. Come on. Put put a sheet over him. That's gross. Let's see his <laughs> dead body under there. <laughs> yep, they care about me, though. <laughs> wow, look who's coming in for the last hey, song of the show. here's Eden for the last number. Wow. <laughs> Right on time. Yeah, she's she's looking good, I must say. Yeah, I like that By dress. good, he means in your summer outfit. Large. But look at you. You're you're shapely. You got no cellulite. You should be like get down to your knees and thank the baby Jesus <laughs> for the good genes that you got. Yeah, thank baby Jesus. My mom looks pretty good. We're she gets whistled at on the street. She's like seventy-four. Wow. I'm talking about you. Talk about you, but you know, she's got that good skin like her mother. Yep. Wow. You look at her, she's all, even though she, you know, nice and, and robust, but she's got, got a lot of tone, a nice tone. Robot. I thought all you thought about was flowers and puppies. I, I, you're getting yourself I don't think of women. I don't think about women. <laughs> <laughs> I, I definitely don't draw women anymore. That's way You're going to get this whole show canceled. <laughs> we saw what you drew last night. Ooh, what happened? <laughs> right. <laughs> That's funny. Here's this nice song about death. Okay. <laughs> this is the last song. Thanks for doing it. And, you know, Thanks for having me on the show. After this might be the last podcast for me. Who knows? Don't you hear church bells are toning? Don't you hear church bell a-toning? Don't you hear church bell a-toning? Don't you hear church bell a-toning? Lord, I know my time ain't long. Don't you hear preacher preaching? Don't you hear preacher preaching? Don't you hear preacher preaching? 
Oh, don't you hear the preacher preaching? Lord, I know my time ain't long. Don't you see her wheel a rolling? Don't you see the hearse wheel a rolling? Don't you see her wheel a rolling? Don't you see the hearse wheel a rolling? Lord, I know my time ain't long. First wheel a rolling, somebody to the graveyard. 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 Lord, I know my time ain't long. Can't you see time is changing? 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 Lord, I know my time ain't long. And as for the audience, so long for a while. We love That's you. That's all the songs for a while. We love you. We love your audience. Thanks for tuning in to John's Old Time Radio Show. Ooh, that was nice. Please join us next time. Where John will chastise you, call you stupid, and say fuck off. Thank you and good night. Well, I'm great. I'm, I'm going to use that in every show. Every show is going to end That's with that from now on. That's a career she could have had.